what a week. <laughs> oh, what a week. What a time. What a place to arrive at to be in this room drinking I, with Captain Morgan. I, I, I truly, when I, when I sent the list to you guys late, I thought, how did I forget to send this the last two days? And then I looked at what was on the list and went, no wonder I took a two-month hiatus. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, seriously. Pass? Pass on the last two months? Hard pass? Congratulations on uh, the film. Oh, thank you. Oh, yeah. Jamie yeah. Bell. Thank you. Skin. Yeah. I assume this is part of the Billy Elliot cinematic universe. It's it's the alternate timeline for how his life could have gone. There'll be a third one that just ends with Bruce Willis saying, yeah, just like Mr. Glass. <laughs> I want everything in the world to have a cinematic universe. Oh, it's, it's, it does. Yeah. We just don't know about it. I watched a movie that involved a boy being kidnapped by wolves, and the whole time I was like, is this actually part of the gray cinematic universe? Is there now just a world we're building around action stars confronting wolves, and it's all the same pack? Yeah. Just end credits, Liam Neeson just standing at the distance. Um, It's not over. No. It's far from over. Yeah. It's been one long staring match this whole time. Oh, because you... (laughs) <laughs> I thought it was I, I genuinely thought it was going towards Taken and I was like okay prepping a joke for it and I was like oh, nope nope I nope. swear to God if, if Taken ended with Maggie Grace being revealed to have been taken by a pack of wolves <laughs> that would have been incredible and somewhere in there we have the cold open if only for the part where it's like like done uh, taken by wolves and there's the silence <laughs> silence <laughs> it just ramps up in the silence <laughs> Leveling the mic once again on the rails. Happy fall, everybody. We've been gone since the summer. <laughs> Nothing has happened since we left. Everything has been absolutely copacetic. I am your host, Scott Thomas, aka Scott Bot, aka. I didn't come up with the AKAs. I forgot I did AKAs. I'm suddenly arriving at this moment going, Scott to trot. Have there you it that is. That was good. I have not done that yet. Scott to trot. I needed the big guns here this whole time, uh, which I really I feel I've brought in for oh, this episode. Oh, let's not let's not build it up. Oh, and we we have to lower those expectations. Just lower them. Just get them low. I didn't mention this. Claire and I have been on two other podcasts, but you wouldn't know that because both ended before our episodes. They aired. never aired. Wait, what? Yeah, we're sort of a death knell for podcasts. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't want to tell you no. because I was afraid you wouldn't have a thought, and I'm a huge fan. <laughs> <laughs> it's our return episode and our last episode. Oh. And who are these wonderful folks that are providing the siren song for On the Rails? Well, I'll tell you, two of my favorite people in the whole world to my noon o'clock. Usually it's been to my left or right, but mm. we're going clock face this time. It's much more adversarial. This time. <laughs> <laughs> the confrontations have begun, and you may have seen my duelist in uh, elementary. 
this season, on stage at the Pearl or 59 East 59th, and he may have taught you how to speak louder at the Stella Adler School of Acting. It is Ten Mounts Theater Company co-founder and awesome all-around person, Pete McGilligan. Hello. Yay. Yay. That's that's my life. That's my whole life. <laughs> that was spelled good. Out. Yeah. That was good. I didn't even know that people knew about those things. Hey, Pete, I thought you were really good on elementary. <laughs> <laughs> I did, too. Just so you know. I tried to kill a man, and I failed. <laughs> <laughs> because, but... spoilers, he was wearing a bulletproof hoodie, <laughs> which you never anticipate. You think you can shoot somebody three times in the chest, and that's that. You're trained to look for Kevlar, and then they keep changing the game. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really. There wasn't even a zipper on that hoodie. What, what, what would I have thought? <laughs> You looked into this character motivation, though. You were like, "Oh yeah, yeah. well, he was a welder, yeah, uh, and <laughs> he he didn't have a car of his own. Shared a car with his wife. Wife was sleeping with another man mm. who wears bulletproof hoodies." <laughs> <laughs> I want to see the domestic fallout from that scene. Like, yeah. well, he's got a bulletproof hoodie. What do you have? Yeah. It just, yeah, there you go. Yeah, it feels yeah. like there was just, yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you. I feel like the character's unfinished. I feel like <laughs> we need to see more. I would take a CBS spinoff series about your welder <laughs> over anything they premiered this fall, yeah. which we will get to. But we also need to get to introducing Pete's partner in crime, who you may have seen at the NOLA Project's February production of Men on Boats. She played Powell, so that's for all the New Orleans folk. You may have heard one of her many audiobooks, an ACX regular, and you may have seen her at any one of our Entirely From Memory shows that Ten Bones produces, a great director, a fellow Ten Bones co-founder, and the best dang Cajun cook I know. Hey. Yeah, it's Claire Gresham. <laughs> hey, thanks. Yeah. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. I'm a, I go way back to the beginning as a fan. Your first episode, I was like, Scott? This is wonderful. Claire basically gave me the best feedback and best encouragement I received <laughs> on this podcast simultaneously. So it wasn't a question of whether she was going to be on the show. It was a question of when and what on earth is this show? I should explain this to you. So what we're going to do, we're going to do a deep dive on pop culture, the week in politics, whatever has made the week tick. And while we do this, we are playing a drinking game. None of us know the rules, too. We have all made rules for one another. Pete's made rules for me, for Clara. I've made rules for them. Maybe our engineer has made rules for us, and we are all screwed and just don't know it yet. What up, Rez? And here's the thing. We're not just playing this game for nothing. Whoever guesses all their rules, should that happen? Whoever guesses all their rules, should that happen, wins a $10 gift card to Juice Press. Yes! Yes! has never been won. A lot of friendships are going to end today. <laughs> I'm here to win, and just so you know, I'm very competitive and very bad at games, and, <laughs> and I'm bringing all of that to this party. <laughs> For the last three improv shows we've done, Claire has given me a hug, and then in some voice or another said, I'm winning that juice press card. <laughs> it's true. So it's truly been laid out. The rules will be in our episode description. You can see that if you want to play along. And if you're going to play along, please drink what we're drinking. That is true every week, but especially this week, because we are drinking exclusively Captain Morgan's Jack O'Blast Pumpkin Spice Rum, an intensely delicious shot, which does look like it says an intensely delicious shit. <laughs> It's small. It's small print. It really is. You run a risk when you do that. But don't let that scare you away. It is delicious, and you can almost mix it with nothing. <laughs> and we are 
attempting to mix it, sort of, with down east unfiltered pumpkin blend cider. Which is delicious, by the way. It's really good. I didn't I didn't know what to expect, and I was pleasantly surprised. I try to I try to bring only the best for yeah. the best guests. I love it. That's what we do. Before we officially get going into our first segment, I do have to do one bit of house cleaning business, which is to announce the first on the rail spinoff podcast. Oh my god! It's actually happening. It happens today. Those of us who have, those of you who have <laughs> been with the podcast this whole time, may remember our episodes about Infinity War. Well, Patrick and Rachel and I made good on the offhanded comment we made during one of those episodes, and have started the Infinity Podcast. Oh my god, oh. I'm so excited! I am so excited. You're excited? It's a deep dive on the MCU that usually ends up with us talking about anything but the MCU. Yeah, yeah. It is available wherever you get podcasts. Please check it out. Subscribe. Hey, subscribe to this show. Give us a five star review because we do things like what we're about to do now. Yes, it's my favorite. It's a little segment that I like to call whenever I get to the rest of vamp, the podcast. Vamp, everybody. <laughs> Stretch it out. <laughs> Welcome back. It's called I'll Drink to That. Yeah, boy. Just let it trail off. And just let it let it sit. Just let it sit. Just let it go. Filter. <laughs> <laughs> the pumpkin cider settle. <laughs> let, let let the pumpkin cider settle indeed. Guys, you can't well maybe you could say we do the video. There are actual chunks of pumpkin in this cider. Or yeast. We don't know what it is, but it's something. I am a 33-year-old white man, <laughs> I live in Brooklyn, and I'm really into rustic ciders right now. He's not kidding. <laughs> oh, like the, like the fully, like, yeah, like the actual cider ciders with yeast. And, oh, and yeah. where you're drinking something that you probably don't know the name of. <laughs> yeah. You're just pouring it into your body. Yeah. Where the, the last little bit of it from the bottom of the bottle is murkier than anything really should be. But he like likes it. When we'll split a bottle, he'll be like, just give me give me the yeast. Just, just give, give me all me the, the yeast. yeasts. He's into but it. I've been saying that from a very young age. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't your first word, but it was your no, first phrase. It's my first phrase, yeah. <laughs> you build to that. It was his first sentiment, for sure. Yeah, Whether or not he put words to it. Yeah. <laughs> you get to an age where you've got all of your first words in front of you, and you're like, what does this, one, say about me, and two, what does it build? It's your first game of jumble that yeah. you're playing with life, and you're like, this adds up to, give me the yeast. Yeah. <laughs> just give me the yeast. You both have to drink. Oh, damn. I just drank. Can it count? I, it's fine. <laughs> you drank Jack of Oh, last. you know, actually, Scott, you also have to drink. Oh, oh shit. You need to drink. Mm. <laughs> and we're off to the races. I totally forgot about rules, because I got so excited to be oh, here. I'm, we're here for the rules. Yeah. I know. I know. Get ready for a lot of tentative conversation that leads nowhere while we study each other in a way to figure out the rules and get the Juice Press gift card. It just sounds like dinner at our house. Yes. <laughs> it's the it, Dinner at your house is my brand, apparently, <laughs> so I'm super excited by that. I'm also super excited for I'll Drink to That. What is I'll Drink to That? We choose to celebrate something that's been rocking our world lately, particularly with the dumpster fire that the week has been. Maybe it made your day. Maybe it's something you found your way back to. Does anyone have something that they want to kick the program off with? I do. 
Nice. I'm a little late to this party, but my I'll drink to that is the new Queer Eye, which is my favorite thing Mwah. that has ever happened. It's so good. It's so necessary. I was just like, I, I was watching all of these. There's so many TV shows about teenagers killing themselves or hating themselves. Yep. And, and I was watching a lot of those, like binge watching a lot of those. And I was like, you know, I need to take a little break. Mm-hmm. And um, my dear friend Evan, our dear friend Evan, yes. was like, you're not watching Queer Eye. What's wrong with you? And I was like, you're right. Why am I not watching? I loved the original uh, back on Bravo and in high school. By the way, you have to drink. <laughs> is it mentioning a friend of ours? Mm. No. Okay. Is it mentioning Evan Prezant specifically? <laughs> no. Okay. I'm being really specific about this rule. You're not barking up the wrong tree. Okay, great. Yeah. Noted. Um, I'm going to work that through my brain while I continue to talk about Claire. Um, you can't see it, but Claire has an abacus directly <laughs> next to her. She seems to be working out a lot of the rules. There's already a murder board, a lot of trial and error. There's a lot There's of like yarns like and connecting yarn. things. Um, so anyway, I did start watching it, and I yeah. was fully weeping during the first episode, and then binge-watched it in like two days it was very fast but i'm in love with all of those guys i follow them all on social media now so i highly recommend the new queer eye i love it so much and i i'm going to use this as an excuse to tell you a story i don't think i've gotten to share with you which is you mentioned the jamie bell movie so when we went to toronto uh, all the we like I took someone else with me. I like proof that this movie is making me a bad person. I'm getting pretentious <laughs> about it. And I'm like, so when we went to Toronto, Ooh, yes, oh, royally, move, royally, <laughs> oh, I brought my id with me, yeah. hardcore. But I was trying to find some outfits because, to be real, I don't have a lot of nice clothes. And I looked at the premiere photos and went, I gotta step it up. Mm. So I decided to try and shop for some clothes, and I would everything going through for laundry day because I'm getting ready to leave in a few days. And the one shirt I still had was this black button-up with pineapples on it. It's just a very... You can't tell if it's like a Tommy Bahama shirt gone rogue (laughs) or if it's actually stylish. And it was a very hot day out and I wandered into a COS store covered in sweat with this pineapple shirt and this big orange backpack that I brought in. I have this huge orange backpack that it, it, it's really, it's not flattering at all, but I love it for reasons I can't explain. So that's what walks into the COS store, and right in front of me is goddamn Tan from <gasps> Queer Eye. <laughs> Tan France, the most beautiful man that ever lived. Like on the planet. And I'm just looking at him, and he looks at me, and like very gently looks down at the pineapple shirt, mm-hmm. looks up and just kind of nods like, Okay, you're in the right place, and like walks away. Oh my God, Tan France! Uh, Don't you want to just like hold him like a baby koala and carry him around? He's so cute. <laughs> oh, I love that show. I love it so much. They just make they all they want is for everyone to love themselves and to face their world with love. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's an unbelievable message to actually be able to tune in to not only every week but vis-a-vis the Netflix model where you could. Get it anywhere. You can give that to yourself on a subway ride. Yeah. You can do that when you get home. It is actually like a little bit of self-love you can put in your pocket. Yeah. Which is, it is the perfect platform for that show. Yeah. And and they also are like modeling just like good listening. And, and a lot of their stuff is about like, we might not agree with these people, but we want to like, we're here to do this with them. And that's what we're going to do. And they're not, they're not preachy about it. It's just like, 
I love it so much. I could go on for for days because I'm obsessed. <laughs> well, then Queer Eye is Claire's outro yes. to that. I drink to Queer Eye. That's a fucking yes. great show. If you guys haven't seen it, I... I really second that. Go check that one out. So the first ingredient in this is sodium lauryl sulfate, which is actually the same thing that cleans the car the car engine in a car. But it says moisturizing. She's a liar. And actually, I'll jump in because mine is also a Netflix show. You have to drink. Oh, yeah! I don't have to guess his rules to get the gift card. I just have to guess mine. Guess all of yours. Okay. Yeah, anything that applies to you. Sorry to be a stickler about the rules. <laughs> mine is uh, my program. I'm trying to figure this one out. My program is a series called Big Mouth that mm. just had its second oh, season man. drop. Have you guys seen yeah. this? Yes. So we've all seen Big Mouth. Okay. So... God dang, guys. I mean, like, not to get into it too early, but yesterday was hard. Mm -hmm. Yesterday was really difficult with Kavanaugh being confirmed and um, seeing the way my friends and, and loved ones on social media felt. Because they loved it. Oh, they are so <laughs> about it. Oh, The people you surround yourself with. It, I have brought some questionable folks to our improv shows. So I really have. They wear the American flag as a tank top, but they get mad if you kneel. Mm, yeah. Scott Thomas, the lone Democrat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the weird one in that friend group. They're like, what are you doing this weekend? Well, I'm going to go uh, listen to a Chris Murphy speech. Damn it. <laughs> Big size. <laughs> They're like, are, are you sure you don't want to listen to Three Doors Down with us while we watch NASCAR passive-aggressively? Are you positive? I mean, that is the only Three Doors Down concert I've ever seen. I do love, right. I do love that kryptonite. I love that, I love that kryptonite. I will say that. But I'm from Arkansas, so. It has been rough. It's been a rough day. It's, it's been a rough... And, and it's been a rough month. A it's rough been month. a rough couple of, couple of years. Yes. It's <laughs> been <laughs> really rough last two years or so. Just our whole lives. It's been rough for our whole lives. Just we've... we've uh, when is it over? <laughs> That's the question we're all asking ourselves all the time. When do we get that sweet release? <laughs> I, I really thought you were going to say juice breast gift go. <laughs> I actually think based on one of my rules, we all have to drink. Uh, I yes. think we all played into one of one of my other rules. I'm gonna I'm gonna call that. Um but so I, I was up very late slash very early today and as a result of doing that I downloaded the season of Big Mouth and basically binged it in lieu of the news in lieu of having the time. And not only is it an absolutely stellar follow-up. Like oh you watched the whole new the whole season. new season. Oh, we oh, haven't wow. started that one yet. Okay. I'm on Unbelievable. You can spoil for me, but Pete will have to close his ears. It came out like a day it ago. It did. I know. I'm, it's like, and, and, and it's easy to talk about what makes the season special, because I think it's what makes the program special, too, without really spoiling anything, which is especially given what we are encountering this week mm. with how we learn to treat women, how our culture is going to learn to believe women. We're returning to the time of puberty when some of these lessons get instilled. Yeah. And there is a remarkable amount of love given to, actually to, to build off of your sentiment for Queer Eye, every single character on that show, yeah. no matter who they are. And they double down on that in season two. Like what is nasty about the show is nastier than it's ever been. Yeah. I'm a very hard person to gross out. And I screamed on the Metro North this morning. <laughs> Something <laughs> happened that made me yell out loud. And I think people were worried. Yeah. Yeah. Involving Coach Steve. I won't say what it is, but co they go 
in with Coach Steve this season. Oh my God. Wait, yeah. that's the Nick Kroll. Yeah. yeah, the Nick Kroll coach. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was like September 11th, my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That is a, a decent impression of that game. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That, is, that, that was, good. was good. It's like Big Mouth is now like the one show I can do. Impro- I've got like the monster too, like the Me, my girlfriend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hole in wall, she's great except for the dick splinters. It's <laughs> <laughs> my other favorite line from that show. Nick, you're doing an impression of Nick Kroll doing an impression of, of Will Arnett. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a deep dive. That's Inception, baby. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good Scott Rogowski information, too. Like, Inception, baby. <laughs> that's what I was going for. That's what I'm always going for. But, but like, that was the, watching it, I, I thought, and, and you know what's insane, too? It was a great tonic. For, for where we at. And I thought anyone, and it doesn't matter what your political affiliation is, could probably watch this show, escape from reality, and maybe learn something in the process. Yeah. Which is incredible. But what's also incredible is I had a Facebook memory come up. And s- right around this time last year, I said, if this day was hard for you, go watch Big Mouth with some tequila slammers. That'll do the trick. So somehow this show has also managed to come out, not at one, but two really rough moments in our relative political history, which, you know, to be honest, is every day (laughs) these days. But, like, I I am grateful that show has been there for me not only once, but twice, apparently. And thus, Big Mouth is my... I'll drink to that. a good one. I, when we watched the first season of Big Mouth, I remember like halfway through the first episode, I was like, ugh, it's gonna be all like <laughs> boy shit. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and you know, like a lot of shows are like that. And so I was like, okay, I mean, it'll be funny. And I like John Mulaney and I like Nick Kroll a lot. So I'll like stick with it. And then I think it's like the second or third episode is the period one where she oh gets my her God. period. And I was like, oh no, this is great. <laughs> They're covering all the bases, which is like, you never see that. So I thought... Yeah. They literally have a Planned Parenthood episode this this season. Amazing. Yeah. Spoilers. It's called the Planned Parenthood episode. It's been out for a, a day. day. Come on. But I've also seen like seven <laughs> trailers for it on Instagram, so I feel like I've seen a snippet of every episode. <laughs> That's fair. I actually think they only go through the first three in that trailer. Oh, okay. Having watched it now, they are... Very sparing. Okay, that's good. W- with what they're releasing, and I think that's to their benefit. But I'm very excited about season two. You're gonna have a great time watching it. I it's so wait. good. I can't wait. I have two. Fantastic. I have two. I'll drink to that. Technically three. Yes. Actually, yeah, I have three. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the first one mm-hmm. is the Murphy Brown reboot. Yes. Nice. Uh, and and not because I love Murphy Brown, and I do. I actually really like Murphy Brown, but because it's one step closer to what I really want, which is the Murder She Wrote reboot. Yes. And uh, I'll be honest, Angela Lansbury is 92 years old, possibly by the time you're listening to this 93 because her birthday October 16th. Yeah. What? Why do you know that? Because I also am a Libra. <laughs> <laughs> and and quite frankly, we like with every passing year, we are further and further away from getting what should be the reboot with Angela Lansbury. Yeah. Like Correct. that's what should happen. She so. should give her typewriter lovingly to another <laughs> to go would, solve crime. I would watch the shit out of that. Oh my god, who wouldn't? It would be amazing. Murder She Wrote is wonderful. And it's better than the other shows they've the, been rebooting. Yes. 
I mean, but nothing against Murphy Brown. I, I like Murphy Brown too, but I'm like, yes, I get your logic here. That makes sense. That's yeah. just, it's just what I want to see. It's just what I want. And I can go back. I can watch my DVDs, but <laughs> to get something new, to have that torch passed off. I mean, there was a golden age for, for just really great television starring strong female characters. And the sad thing is, is that if you were to try and pitch Murder, She Wrote today, and it wasn't a reboot, or try to pitch Murphy Brown, and it wasn't a reboot, what are the odds that it would actually get picked up? Yeah. Yeah. But Angela Lansbury is just, she's still alive and we need to cherish that yeah. and, and we need to take advantage of it. That's my first one. <laughs> that's a great that's one. That's my first one. First one, take advantage of Angela Lansbury. Take advantage of Angela Lansbury. <laughs> that's my, that's my Hashtag plan. phrasing. Take yeah. Here we go. Uh, second one is the ocean cleanup, which started technically in September where nice. they have released now, it was, uh, what was his name? Boyan Slat, the Dutch in inventor like at 18 started the ocean cleanup and yeah. he has now they've started the project to start to take five tons of plastic out of the ocean a month oh my god which is good we put about like almost a million tons of plastic yeah. into the ocean a month but to take five tons out is good yeah I, also good. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, it feels Parallel like you're, good. you're running at somebody with a Band-Aid after they've been shot. And people could, <laughs> people could say, like, well, that's not very good. But the people who are saying, well, that's not very good are the people who are still shooting the person. And yeah. who don't have Band-Aids. Yeah. yeah. The, the guy who shot is like, oh, thank fuck a Band-Aid. <laughs> like, yeah. Something. He's like, well, at least you're trying. I mean, <laughs> the third one is Banksy. Mm. And that's oh my well, how God. recent, how recent and how well, lovely. The, the best thing about doing this on a Saturday, yeah. you catch that Good Friday <laughs> shit, like Banksy blowing up his own painting. That was the coolest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, if, if you don't know, and obviously you do because you have a phone that told you about it probably five minutes before it told, or I'm telling you about it, which is, well, no, because this will come out when? Like Monday. five years? Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> five years from Monday. Five yeah. Years. Listen, back in 2018, <laughs> October. <laughs> If your Apple phones still work. <laughs> if you're out there, people, listen to me. There, there was, uh, at Sotheby's, they, they just sold it for 1.4 million pounds. Yeah, that's correct. And mm-hmm. as soon as they sold it, just like a couple moments later, it just started to fall down through the shredder that was built into the frame. And oh, the, and there's just a, there's a lovely photo of the people watching it happen. <laughs> it's awesome. There's the Banksy tweet of going, going, gone. Oh. Oh. And the woman who's standing right next to it is like filming it on her phone, and she like <laughs> looks at everybody else like with this look of it's it's a cocktail of horror and delight, and then she looks back at it and is just like watching it slowly descend. It's amazing. I, I choose to believe that her look may be realizing that she actually got her money's worth. Yeah. Like, like on one level, like, the, the, the act of it is so radical and incredible where, like, wealth in the art world is concerned. But what have you actually been paying for all this time? Like, right. that, that was truly priceless. Yeah. And the fact that he shared it with everyone is... The thing that makes it equally incredible. Yeah. I mean, they still like, own the tattered remains of it, surely. Right. You can display that. Sure. Oh, it's I, even more worth the money. I now. would display the shit out of that. Yeah. Yeah, I'd of course. Be way prouder of that than a painting. Yeah, because you also you have now the remains of a painting plus a moment in history, which is like well documented. That's yeah. true. You both have to drink. You have to take two. Oh shit, yes. Oh. You have to take three. <laughs> is anytime I say the word shit? No. Oh. <laughs> 
I wasn't tracking my speech. Oh, you have to. We've got to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you're dealing with this, she's yeah. going back to the murder board. Yes. Those are my three. Those are my. Those are my three. Those are three. That was Excellent. A good three, yeah. I'll drink to that. Yeah. I love that it started with Angela Lansbury. Everything does. <laughs> yeah, that's true though. Yeah. I mean, you're right though. That show wouldn't be made today. It's about a middle-aged woman poking her nose where it oughtn't be, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like wonderful. And what's so interesting is that that is CBS's slot, and I hearing you talk about it actually makes me want to reevaluate what they've done this fall because partially in anticipation of this episode and partially just because I kind of watched almost all the new fall shows, mm. and I'd forgotten that that era really has its charms, and it's easy to look at what they're doing as being retroactive, but if we were to just get a new Murder, She Wrote, that would be fucking great. Yeah. yeah. I watched the hell out of that. It'd I kind of so great. I kind of enjoyed Magnum P.I. in spite of myself. I spent the first 20 minutes of that reboot going like, oh, my God, why? And then by the end of it, I was like, oh, Zachary Knighton's getting to do action scenes. And oh, my God, yeah. Jay Hernandez crashed another car. <laughs> <laughs> my basis instincts were flying, and I'm like, TV kind of used to be this way. Yeah. It's not bad. It was about your base instincts. And yeah. We're just uh, getting back to that, I guess. Comfort food. What could you watch literally with people around a screen? It, right. it, it was a lot less personalized, right? It was like, what's something literally for a nuclear family unit right. that you all right. can check out? Right. Yeah. And then there's also that new show um, that's like, I don't know what it's called. I didn't prepare well enough. But it's like about a family in the 70s and their sons are all boys. Oh, Gold with the Goldbergs? The it's, 80s? Uh, ABC? It's like the Goldbergs, but it's like, the kids are all right. It's called The Kids Are All oh, Right. Oh, The Kids Are All Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there's like, there's this like want for nostalgia. And I mean, we've had that for a while with Stranger Things and all of, all of, and, and the Goldbergs, all of that yeah. kind of stuff. But like people just kind of want to like sit in the living room with their family and have those sort of weird, quiet, not weird, but like quiet moments. <laughs> <laughs> it's not weird. Super weird. Super weird. God, nobody's saying anything. Dad's clearly unhappy. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, I think you're right. There's that nostalgia is good glue. Well, I mean, that's because there's just, there's a lot of TV now. So it's hard, like nostalgia seems to be the only thing that like can people can kind of rally around because everybody's watching their own thing now. Yeah, well, and I think, and, and we'll get into this a little later too, or maybe I can use this as a segue. Like, I think networks are trying to figure out what the fuck they're going to be yeah. in 2018 yeah. where they still have to deal with a viewership model. And you have, as we talked about before, you have a Netflix that you can just put in your pocket and they can release eight shows a week and be okay, but NBC's like, we got four for the next four months, yeah. and if these don't hit, we screwed up. Yeah. Like, they need something that can actually, to that point, like rally people around a screen somehow, because yeah. they don't have the same kind of digital output, or, or they, they still have a brand they have to worry about, where like, I don't know what Amazon or Netflix's brand is. It's like, they're a thing that exists, and I go to them because the show is there. Right. That's so different than what anyone else has to deal with. Right. Their brand is basically just being eclectic and being appealing to as many different people as they can. You yeah. have to drink, Clay. Uh, is it saying the word eclectic? It's not. But I do wonder how far <laughs> away we are from me being able to get like a show that's really just for me. Where it's, it really is absolutely catered. What would that look like is, if it's not the Murder, She Wrote reboot? <laughs> I mean, well, the first thing is no one would be able to see it or allowed to see it except me. And if people tried to see it, oh, oh I, I love see. that. Actually, yeah. this is this is expressly made for me. And as soon as it was done being made, everyone involved with it, gone. <laughs> <laughs> 
you'll never hear from them again. <laughs> no, they're just done. It's a legend now, this show that was made. You've gone from killing podcasts there to just removing <laughs> television industry professionals. I mean, really, from how the... many producers do we need? How many actors <laughs> do we need? How many writers? There's so many. There's, there's, frankly, I think we could all stand to just have one show made for us, and then those people go away. <laughs> <laughs> that is the Ooh. hottest take that's ever been offered Ooh. on this program, and I'm all about it. I came here to create conflict. <laughs> I've listened to this show. There's too many people agreeing with each other. I'm, I'm going to try and mix it up. I'm going to try and get somebody to fight with me. You have to drink. Uh, yeah. You also have to drink for me, and you also have to drink for oh, me. Oh, no. Is it any time that I drop my pants? <laughs> nope. That's Right when Pete free. said, go away. The belt came off. And <laughs> this isn't a visual podcast, but my goodness. Let's create conflict. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And speaking of pants getting dropped. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Why is that the segue? <laughs> <I was> gonna... <laughs> I'm just going to reach for another Jacko blast. There's so many reasons to do that. Clearly, I haven't done a podcast in two months. But it's something about um, all of us getting screwed over. Um, pants dropping. Ah, I'll fix this in post. <laughs> it's time to do the weekly rewind. And my flabbergasted attempt to make sense or segue into the week sort of sums up where we were at in the last seven days. Mm. I think that's representative of how things were. I will, I guess I'll jump into a weird thought I had on the way over here about, about all that, which I sort of alluded to already, which was, I've mentioned the Wolf movie mm. in passing. Uh, if it doesn't make the cold open, I watched a movie called Hold the Dark this week, another Netflix film. Go see it, honestly. Fucking great. Go see it where? Where should they go to see that? Uh, you can go to Netflix.com. <laughs> okay. If you still do DVDs, I'm 95% sure they'll let you order it in okay. the mail. Oh, N-E-T-F-L-I-C-K-S. That's the correct spelling. Com. Netflix.com. <laughs> yeah. Also, I have to drink for one of my own rules. Son oh. of a bitch. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, I, I didn't make rules for myself because I knew I was going to drink the whole time no matter what. <laughs> That's usually what happens when we do this. Okay, great. It's great. Um, so I watched this film, and mild spoilers. It involves a boy who may or may not be taken by wolves. Mm. Someone goes to look for him. And what we find out is that the woman who hired the guy to find said boy... Is a wolf? Maybe. Oh, <laughs> This movie ends God. in some pretty surreal places, <laughs> and... I'm not discounting that as a potential ending. Amazing. Truly, this film features Alexander Skarsgård and mm. Riley Keough both in wolf masks doing mm. unspeakable things from time to time. Mm. So if that's your cup of tea, hold the dark. It's available on Netflix. F-L-I-C-K-S. <laughs> uh, it's new. It's, it's new. A new thing. The new little thing. It's catching Watching on. Watching movies on the web. Will people enjoy it? <laughs> I hope your dial-up is strong. Because <laughs> you're going to need all that data. To get through this one, in which we find out that the woman, spoiler, murdered her son. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, that she's probably responsible for his death. And I watched this the same day that Dr. Ford's testimony was happening. Mm. And so in the real world, we've got a woman testifying about an incident of sexual assault and people going, well, did this happen? Did it not? And in this film, we've got a woman who killed her son and everyone going, yep, that's how that works. Yeah. And I kept 
thinking about the narratives that we put out there and the perspectives we have. And I was thinking there are actually so many stories in which a woman takes revenge for justifiable reasons or even kills her children. And we go, yep, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like vengeance is easy and reckoning is not. And that's the thing that I kept thinking about this week. Like perspective is everything. People are choosing which of the perspectives they're going to take. Yeah. And they kind of get weaponized. And when you do that, you don't actually have to deal with them necessarily so much as pick a side. Right. And I, wa- I was wondering how we hit that point. Because w- w- there's been so much to go that I realized like I hadn't reckoned with it. I know where I fall. I know who I, I believe Dr. Ford. That is where my empathy lies mostly. But I'm like, have I actually parse this all out like like what reckoning do i have to do in the wake of this and it feels like somehow some of that has gone from the discourse because i wonder if there's a world where this this whole incident could actually have been an opportunity for us to reckon with the more complicated versions of it as opposed to like a friend brought up for me she said like what if he had said i believe you i don't know if that's what i did but i did something yeah and the debate became about like how do you try to move towards a place of hearing and forgiveness and then we can talk about like should he be a judge based on that or not right and that was a lot of what i thought about going through it i was like well if he had if he had apologized if he had said i don't remember this night if if he had been i mean you know we don't know if he's telling the truth or not right the way that he said what he said felt untruthful to me and to much of the country Mm -hmm. and i think that um it felt like if he had been calm, if he had if he had given the same testimony as Dr. Ford had been very calm and and uh, seemed more truthful, uh, <laughs> then then what would that have changed, if anything? Yeah, would I have? Because I think either way, the end result would be the same that he would be on the court. Yeah, and um, and I don't I don't know. Like I don't know if it's more forgivable if people do horrible things and then cop to it or not. You know, I don't really, I'm not sure. I'm like in the middle of reckoning with that sort yeah. of thing. And is forgiveness even the point is actually, right. th- th- there was a great article that came out this week separate from all this about a band called Pine Grove that I am still a fan of, though I guess I'm wrestling with this myself. Mm-hmm. But uh, when the Me Too movement was at its peak, the lead singer posted that... Um, is it not still? <laughs> That's a yeah. really fair point. Yeah. It's more of a plateau. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's plateaued at an 11 out of 10, and it should probably stay there for a while. I could go higher, <laughs> if necessary. I feel like we're just a couple weeks away from it having to need to go further. I I think you're probably right, Quickly, actually. you must drink. Great, You fantastic. also have to drink twice. Oh, you yeah. also have to drink. One time? Yeah, just once. Is it when I'm wonderful? Maybe. I don't, I mean, if, well, then you'd have to drink too much and then you'd die. Oh, thanks. That's Is it when I double back on a viewpoint and, and attempt to make it more agreeable? Which <laughs> <laughs> seems like something I do and would definitely, <laughs> I trust you to call me out on that. that, would, that would We're going to learn a lot about ourselves <laughs> as we try to decipher these rules. Is, uh, yeah, no, it's, um, this, this article, the, the band guy posted, was a very weird statement if you go and read it about how he um, felt he sexually coerced someone, like verbally. The encounters never got physical, but he sexually coerced someone. And what came out vis-a-vis this article 
is that that was the language his accuser had used. So he used it. And in the meantime, myself included, I was like, what are you trying to hide with the term sexual coercion? Like, that's a weird thing. But in his attempt to begin to reckon with it, he used her language. They went to therapy together for a year. Wow. And now the album they recorded is coming out with her blessing and the band's making no money off of it. Like, basically, this is their way to be like, we're not moving on, but this chapter in our history is going to stand this way. Mm -hmm. And I was looking at this going like, I kind of wish there was more visibility for this because this is the thorny conversation that I want to be capable of having because I don't don't know how to feel about that. Yeah. And that, in its own way, seems like a better example of what could have been happening with stuff in Washington. Yeah. Like... Like, he dis- they disappeared for a year. Yeah. Like, period. That's wild. It's totally wild. Um, you have to drink. Is it when I say, that's wild? So that's wild? Is it that? Oh. <laughs> I mean, because that, that's so me. Is there any euphemism that Owen Wilson would conceivably say, like, wow, that's wild? Oh, that would have been so good. <laughs> Is it when oh, I, man, that would have been so good. Is it when I drop into my Terry Gross voice? <laughs> <laughs> man. But, I mean, all of those are conversations that will have to start. When denial, 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 denial That's is, such a good point. is no longer the, the go-to in the immediate. And, and even when the goal is still, I mean, the, the FBI investigation, whatever you think about it. True, yeah. Whether, whether they spoke to everybody they needed to speak to or didn't. Yeah. It's just a matter of, it's fairly clear that there are people who wanted to give them information who weren't looked to to give them that information. Yeah. So it's it's always going to be something that feels like on one side, well, we didn't have enough information. And on the other side, well, there was no way we were ever going to know for certain. Mm-hmm. And our, our mutual friend, Ben Furness said on a, a past episode, that part of what happens is we're all trying to figure this out in the moment, which I think is true. And then the thing that I think most, to your point, and I never thought about this before, Pete, until you said it, and I have to drink... <laughs> Is it any time you use my Christian name? <laughs> <laughs> well, it is now. New rule. Um, uh, I, you also have to drink for me. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> you you know yourself as well as I know you. <laughs> so easy. I'm just playing right into my own hand, and I have to drink for what <laughs> said. Um, but, like, Pete, I hadn't thought about this until you said it, which is that you, you, you mentioned the thing about, like, we're trying to find the information, but we didn't find enough information. And what Ben said makes me, he said, we're all trying to figure it out in the moment. The discourse is so fast in an issue of government or when we're in the public eye that, it, like, I don't even, I, I saw the sides being taken and, like, I could buy either one, right? That, like, I saw that it's a cover-up or that, like, they did their job. And there's people who were not approached. There's no question about that. And, like, that ban took a year. This, I wish they could get like a two month recess on this thing, so that yeah. they could like it's like we should all just sit with this for a second. Because I'm like, yeah. when you're trying to do it in four days, what are you? What po- can you do in four days? What could you do? <laughs> I can I can barely get myself together to record a podcast in four days. Yeah, I sent you guys the Google Doc for this this morning. <laughs> uh, like I didn't even read it. No, <laughs> why should here, you have? I was like, we're going to talk about Angela Lansbury. <laughs> <laughs> Brett Kavanaugh. I'm going to drop my catchphrase and give me the yeast a couple of times. 
I think that counts for one of my rules. I think you have to drink. Okay. Yeah. I think you have to drink for me, too. Yeah. I have to drink for something I said. I don't have to drink, but I'm going to do it because I'm a team player. You have to. You do have to drink for one of my rules. I just want Is pat- it when I drink and I don't have to? It's not. God damn it. I just want to pat us all on the back. Everybody brought their A game where the rules were concerned. I mean... I didn't even prep my own recurring bits, but I was like, these rules are going to rock. <laughs> oh, but that is one of, yeah, that is one of my group rules. You figured it out. Wait, what? What was Take, it? Taking a drink when you don't have to. Oh! Oh, oh nice! Ring the bell! You snapped it. Oh, my God. Well step done. The juice press. Oh, my God. You're getting there. And I feel naked and vulnerable. <laughs> Creating and not, conflict. Not just because I am naked. <laughs> Pants are still down. Totally nude. That's amazing. We've also been playing strip poker simultaneously. <laughs> yes. There's a game within a game. It's like Inception. <laughs> but I think what you what you said is incredibly important that we have to slow down. It's yeah. just and part of that. And I have that's a question that I have for you both, which is please is it because the the Mueller investigation is another thing that you know well, we've got to wrap this up and at the same time people are like find a result, mm-hmm. <laughs> but take your time if you need to take your time to find a result. Yeah, because I think it's equal parts. There are people who want it to just, this needs to go faster, this needs to wrap up, we don't have time for this, we want to get our guy confirmed. Yeah. And at the same time, there are people, there's a public that has gotten used to, things have to happen quickly, the news cycle is 24 hours, I'm not going to care about this by the end of the week. Totally. I'm not going to remember this most likely by the end of the week, because some huge other major thing will have happened, which is it feels both like likely reasons that you just... If you, even if you wanted to go slowly, can you? Yeah, mm-hmm. you 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 make a really good point. I wonder if we can move slowly unless it unless it falls out of the public eye completely. And if it does that, is ha, has the point already been lost? Right, like that's, that's does it qu- even need resolution at that point? Yeah, because do we do we actually care about it? Like the funny thing about pop culture, right, is it redefines itself in the moment, and it can only be pop for so long as it is in fact pop like maybe we find it again but when it's gone it's usually gone the things that leave and then come back that's a minority compared to you know the things that really stay constant which i wonder is sometimes why we have like maybe that is the reason that sometimes people are doing like those unnecessary breaking news things about the Mueller investigation because like even if it is pointless someone's trying to be like don't forget like, yeah. <laughs> he's out there yeah he's doing it like, but it's not a news story at all. It's like, it's like Robert Mueller wiped his brow. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Let's go to the situation room with Wolf Blitzer. <laughs> like, all right. What does it mean? <laughs> yeah, there was there was that excellent... You have to drink. Is it when I say yeah? No. Is it when I lean on my finger pensively? <laughs> no. Okay. I was going to ask if it was a physical cue. I was wondering... No, I thought I did consider it. He did have Smart. physical cues in the car on the way here. He was like, is physical wrong? It's a podcast. Well, because I want the people who are listening to have as much fun as I'm having. Especially the Finns. Hi, Finland. Yeah, Finland. Moika. Hey, hey. <laughs> Turvi We love you, Finland. Um, truly, truly. Truly. Moomin is a goddamn hero in my life. Um, that's just for the Finnish listeners. <laughs> But there's this great moment on, uh, was it on John Oliver, where he's talking to Anita Hill, and he, like, stumbles into an area where he's basically asking her if what he's saying is okay, and she, her response is, well, no, and here's why. And it was mm. a good moment of watching somebody that 
you know, you, you have framed as being your liberal voice and you're like, this guy gets everything that I think. And sort of seeing him stumble into a place where he was uncomfortable, but he allowed himself to stumble through it and put it on the show where it was just sort of him being like, and I don't, I don't even remember what they're talking about, which is probably terrible, but I do remember that moment of her be, of her correcting his behavior. And I was like, this is what we need more of, of seeing people fail, but in a safe space where they can be corrected and, and we can uh, move forward. And, and, and that's sort of like figuring things out in the moment too, I think. I totally agree. And, and our relationship to failure in, in the world probably, but I'm thinking specifically this country, is, is somewhere where we could stand to gain some ground. Like, mm, yeah. I mean, what else did Trump campaign on? On the idea that we were a walking failure and we're going <laughs> to make it great again. It's not good. The world is laughing at us. They're laughing at us. Literally now. We, we are just failing. We're not winning. If we're not winning, we're failing. Right. And I'm like, when it's that, you don't ever have a chance to fail, which is ironically like the the, the parlance of like most red-blooded American males is sports and, like, failure happens every 24 seconds there. Mm -hmm. I was just at a Knicks game last night and watching, like, it's preseason basketball, so failure is the baseline. It's like... (laughs) I say that, I loved it. It was a great game. I had the best time. But I'm just like, oh, man, we're just getting the bad out of our systems, aren't we? Yeah. Like, someone literally went for a dunk and missed. Mm -hmm. I can't recall the last time I've seen that in an NBA game. What even happened? Did he just fall on his face? It was... It was almost. <laughs> it was. It was. Be- it was a rookie player, and he stole the ball from Anthony Davis. I was like, "Yes, you're taking it from an all-star. You're growing up before our very eyes." And he did like a little crossover move. Yes, and he goes for the dunk, and he just hits the rim, and he like was already in finishing position, and then like I could see the ball just like bouncing off behind him, oh, and I was like, "You that. hate to see." Yeah, that. just. I, I, it it was the thing that made it worth the price of admission for me, though. <laughs> Schadenfreude. Yeah, at, like, at least he hit the rim. At least he hit the rim. At least he wasn't like six feet to the right of the entire <laughs> mask and just jumped into the audience. Also, I have to drink. God damn it. Yeah. 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 I have I never open. seen someone hoisted on their own petard quite, <laughs> quite so much. This is uh, one of the things I've learned in doing this podcast is if I make rules for the group, I'm a apparently attempting to sabotage my skill as a host. Yes. Oh, that's, that's interesting. It really genuinely to me feels like you you, you are your own enabler. <laughs> <laughs> You've created this show. You come in with this rule set that is specific <laughs> to only you, seemingly. Uh, Pete, you have to drink. Oh, no. <laughs> I have, like, all of my rules right here, so don't I, read them. I can't. I haven't even tried to guess a rule yet. I have because I, because Mine is like when I mention Evan. <laughs> there is something, something with that. Also, you have Evan. to drink technically. Yeah. Wow. And you you said his name twice, so that means oh, two times. Two jackets. But you still haven't figured out the rule yet. It's a very specific phrasing about this rule. If I say somebody who's not here, somebody who's not here's name. Ten no. If I uh, if I say one of our friends who's not here, it's not member. If it's a ten bones kind of person. Yes. yes, but there's one more thing. There's okay. one more component. Okay, uh, who's not a performer and entirely from memory? <laughs> so close. Ah. Man, man. Uh, there, there's a reason you've drunk when you've said his name as you've said it. That's like the little. Hint. Is it when I guess a rule? No, oh. but oh my god, that's the bet. Like, that, 
That was a, that almost broke my brain. That would have oh god. Is it when I say our friend? It's so close. My friend. My friend? It's so close. It is it is a variation on when you say his name. It's how you say the name. Okay. Or what you say. Okay, okay, great. We can move on and I will, <laughs> I will I'll, I'll uh, process. I'm waiting for us to continue. Uh, my real opinion about Brett Kavanaugh. Is it this? <laughs> as, as my friend Evan would say, or our friend Evan. <laughs> oh, shit, well, you I have to drink say. twice. Oh. Yes, I mean, technically you have to drink twice. Is it like a pronoun plus? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it, so, it's when you say the first name of any uh, 10 bones adjacent uh, person. Just because when you said his full name, you did not have to drink. What? But just the first name of a ten bones adjacent you person. You have guessed two rules. That's I came you here have. to win. Yeah. This is you're getting farther than anyone has yeah. on this show. Oh my god, you guys! I only have sixty three more. Rules. <laughs> also, Scott, you have to drink. Yes. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, more Jacko Blast for me. This is the one where we get fucked up on Jacko Blast. <laughs> I feel so sorry for the birthday party I'm attending later, which is at 61 local, guys. Oh, they had no idea. This was not someone who came to Midsummer. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, 61 local is just a fantastic ex- establishment. Yeah. I'm already drunk. They've got a cheese place. I'm going to get you guys, I just love you guys. Can we just take a break and talk about how much we love each other? get grilled cheese and broken beer. <laughs> That's awesome, though. That's very fun. I'm super, I'm super stoked. Um, yeah, you're one of my oldest friends in New York because of that show. That's funny that uh, just, uh, you're just one of my oldest uh, people that I've known <laughs> in New York because of that show. Thank you very much. I don't want to go too far in terms of our relationship. <laughs> or I think you probably have to drink for one of my roles, uh, actually. <laughs> oh, God, is it any time I create emotional distance? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Close-ish, but it's for, it's for all of us. But, but like, that's... Well, unrelated, you have to drink for me, too. Oh, oh yeah, there we go. Oh, it's, it's going off the deep end now. I Here love we it. Go. Give me the yeast. <laughs> and instead of giving you the yeast, I'm going to give you our next segment, which is the main topic of the day. And we're doing a little hybrid today because basically, full disclosure, we've been trying to record this episode for about two months. And lots of things have gotten in our way. And originally what I'd uh, posited to Pete and Claire, because we were going to do this around the sort of beginning of the third trimester of the year. <laughs> I can't think of another way to put it in the third. I think that's right. Don't, my, don't drink while pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my pregnant listeners, just stop. <laughs> if you're listening, stop. Come back to us in a few months. Um, is was the idea that we were going to look at the can't-miss stuff of this year. Because my relative hot take for culture this year, the floor of what we experienced in 2018 is so much higher than it's ever been, both in volume and relative quality amount. Mm-hmm. There was a fun show on Netflix this year called The Innocence, and I would be like, if you need to put something in a time capsule for 2018, go do that. Not because it's great, but because it's so fucking competent. Mm. It's so competent. And by and large, our content is way more competent, I think, all around than it used to be. So what I get curious about now is not what's the best of the year, but what you think you truly can't miss and what value system you apply to why you can't miss that. But because now that we're in the middle of October and we're trying to stay topical, I'm very curious as to how that might relate to fall television. So we're going to hit a little bit of both here because I think they probably tie together. Claire was already saying some of hers tie together, and I know mine do too, which I wasn't necessarily expecting. Yeah, 
I was trying to like write back in two months ago when we were planning this. I, yeah. I was trying to figure out what my can't miss TV shows were. Yeah. And I just kept writing about TV shows that I was excited about because I was like, well, everything's sort of coming out in the fall. So I don't know if we've hit the can't miss yet. Which is interestingly still the model, right? Yeah. With everything changing the way it is. Like, right. And they're all on Netflix. It's not like because of cable television. Yeah. I mean, it's because cable television has done it this way for X number of years. Yeah. But it's not. You both have to drink. Excellent. Is it whenever we agree? Conflict. <laughs> I want conflict. conflict. <laughs> is it is it when we mention a network? No. Okay. No. Well, Damn. I'm happy with this. This one. is you, this oh is God, a I like this one. You did a great job with this rule. Yeah. This is incredible. It feels good. This is good stuff. I like when the rules come up and then you just reassess everything you've just said. <laughs> yeah. That's my favorite. You're thing. made very vulnerable yeah. and and naked or you're already actually naked. Like, I, I love how it derails the conversation <laughs> <laughs> so quickly. Bless you for working the podcast title into the <laughs> into the actual everything. But you were saying it's mostly stuff you're looking forward to. Yes. So and what are what are those shows? That's mostly because I'm looking forward to the chilling adventures of Sabrina. Oh, God bless you. Potentially more than anything this year. Yeah. Like I've been looking forward to it since I found out it was in the works because I uh, tangentially know someone who writes for it. Do you? See, who do you know that writes for it? Uh, I, uh, if you're allowed to say, I mean, I, mean, I, I maybe could say, but I don't actually know this person, so it feels like name dropping. Where I do not have a place to do that. Totally I understand sort of that. Know this person through a friend, like I yeah. don't really know them. Right. Um, but I know them well enough to be friends with them on Facebook, and so I saw that uh, they had posted that they were writing for it, and posted like just the the. Um, Po- teaser poster or whatever. God, that's so cool. Like months ago, and I was like, "Wait a minute, this is happening!" And I've been yeah. really locked in. And then once it, once I found out that it was coming out in October, I watched all of Riverdale, which I had not been interested in, and I'm now obsessed with. I love that show. Yes, I we wrote- talked about this because you got me to read Dead Girls, which I just bought. Oh my god, that makes my day. Yeah, yeah. Um, because Riverdale, like is like a sleeper eight. Like I had no idea that show existed and was as cool as it is. It, and it's a dead boy show. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, it flips the model. It flips the model. And yeah. it's so brilliant in how it does that. Yeah. They, we, uh, we talked about that book on our summer TV episode. I'm mm-hmm. so thrilled you discovered it. And, and I, well, I heard it on the, the on, summer on, TV, on the summer, summer TV episode, <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> but, but yeah, that's, it's, it's still one of my favorite books of the year. And not only does the show, flip that I think it's conversation and I wonder if Sabrina is going to go down this road with the not only the idea of being meta but with the way it applies its meta gestures to pop culture at large yeah to be an actual work of art like the one where they go to prom yes and the parents go to prom and too. it's Luke Perry and, and Molly Skeet Ulrich and, yeah it's and it's like breaks your brain. It's yeah. just like, yes, thank you. Yeah. And it's it's sad on a level I didn't know shows could be sad on. We're like, I'm sad for the actors yes. and the characters and all of us simultaneously. All at the same time. And yeah. all for different reasons that all complement each other. It's fascinating. Yeah. It's a really good show. It's a really good show. And, and it, it ties to part of the fall television thing that I've been thinking, which is how networks choose to define themselves. We, we talked about this a little earlier. Yeah. The CW seemed to do it by getting rid of the idea of prestige. They were like, right. fuck it, we're going to make what genre. What people want to see. Yeah. And it's like all going to be genre shit. Yeah. Even if it's 
Presty jamming like Jane the Virgin. That's still very much like a telenovela riff that has genre elements. Yeah. And it and every one of their shows, maybe one or two of the superhero ones excluded, which have fallen off a little bit. What? How dare I? What a hot take that is. Season three of The Flash. <laughs> but um uh, you have to drink. Excellent. Good. I think it's a little drink. <laughs> you have to drink. Is it any time I make Scott drink? No. You okay. have to drink twice. Excellent. More Jacko Blast for me. Wow. What, is it any time I'm self-deprecating about a program? No, but I did read a article about uh, rules for podcasting, and you shouldn't uh, make self-deprecating comments. That's very, that's very interesting. According to Lisa Marshall, those are not good mm. things to do on a podcast. I have to drink for one of my own rules. Yeah. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, shit. Um, but that they've go- they, they seem to have gotten rid of the idea of dealing with prestige at all. And I think in a weird way, they've actually started creating really great programming by not having to buy into what at the time was like the AMC model of like, and now television must be important. Yeah, it and gotten, better than film. Yeah, and networks were trying to do that for a while. Like I vaguely remember ABC having a show called Pan Am. Oh, that, yeah, oh, yeah Christina Ricci. Yes, yeah. and that was their Mad Men answer. There was like, yeah. shit, well, we got to have our own Mad Men. Which is, it's funny you bring that up because I yeah. always think, I should have watched Pan Am, but I don't think I should have watched Pan Am. I just, it came out and I was like, oh, it's about the 60s. I bet I would love that because I loved Mad Men. Yes. Uh, but it was it was trying so hard that no one actually watched it. They were just like, we're happy this is around, but... And, and no matter what we do with culture, instincts still trump all. Like, if you go to, yes. like, Rotten Tomatoes and see what the top-ranked television is, it's really what I think it is. Like, yeah. I assumed, and this said something about me, that I was like, no one's watching Cloak and Dagger, right? Oh. No, everyone Everybody was watching was Cloak watching and Dagger. Because it was me, good. everyone. It was good. Yeah. It was a great show. I watched Dagger. I didn't care. You didn't care for Clark. (laughs) I didn't like Riverdale, and I don't care for Dead Girls. He never Um, saw Riverdale. From what I know of it. Oh, no, you watched part of the first episode. I watched part of the first episode, and I have to be honest, I I just didn't really have a strong opinion about it. (laughs) I... I, the idea that you could have praised Riverdale and that had been your the your cut off that you do <laughs> just like like, like, just like this backdoor thing where you're like my your cut off is your favorite new yeah, show. I Incidentally, we're like married. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I buried that lead in the introductions. I'll tell you what I want out of my house. <laughs> these teens, these sexy teens, I don't care for them. I do. I, do. I care for them so deeply. <laughs> the dark Archie multiverse. It's, oh my god, it's I re- love it. It's so real. I love it so much, and now I follow them all on Instagram like a stalker old lady that I am. And when uh, the the young man who plays Archie, oh KJ Apa, yeah, thank you, yeah, um, he posted like a photo of himself with the red hair, and Instagram went nuts. They were like, "Oh, they're filming again!" It was such a big deal. It's be- they all know how to work that model. Yes. I actually feel like I've learned how to be on Instagram better. Yeah, from Riverdale yeah. and from the, the cast members, they totally know. They're great. They're they geniuses. That. I love them. <laughs> so, ri- so would Riverdale actually function as one of your can't misses for the year, like the second season? That is technically this year. Was it? It was. Um, I think that was January. I mean, I guess it would have started in 2017, but a lot of it happened. 2018. I guess it's on the list. I felt like Riverdale season one was sort of like mind blowing to me because I didn't realize what the show was. Totally. Or I was like misled by the. 
I wasn't misled, but I didn't understand the um, marketing for it. So I yeah. once I started watching it, I was like, oh, this is what this is. Yeah. Wait, like the Archie comics. Like I didn't I didn't know any of that. Yeah. Um, and I love the idea that it's taking like a uh, basically a blueprint of something you understand and yeah. totally blowing it out of the water. I think it's genius. It's a genius way to write a show that's basically a sexy teenage drama <laughs> that's about this like cartoon that has nothing to do with it. It's yeah. Twin Peaks, right? Yeah. Right. And occasionally well, Tales from the Dark Side. Like it did right. a Tales from the Dark Side episode just because they could, yeah. question mark, which I was which thrilled is, by. Which is actually like a trick. You have to drink. You have to drink twice. Which, Excellent. Actually? No. Is it when I point at Scott? No. Okay. Is it when I interrupt with a tangential reference? No, <laughs> no but stop it. <laughs> <laughs> stop derailing your show. Uh, you have to drink. Oh, um, I have to drink too. Shit. Uh, I, I'm my own enabler. It's <laughs> <laughs> Anytime your name is Scott Thomas, <laughs> you, you have, have to drink. You get to take a drink. Don't you mean you have to take a drink? So, yeah, yeah, no, you yeah, have to take no, a no, drink. You gotta do it. You, yeah, you, you gotta, gotta do it. It's the rule. <laughs> but it's something that I love about teen series about teenagers these days hmm. have this trend where they have, and I think it's because of Buffy initially, but maybe not solely. There's like a musical episode. Totally. And there's... Um, sometimes they like go into, the, I, I remember there's a Pretty Little Liars episode where Spencer goes crazy and goes into the TV and then they're all in black and white and it's all noir. And so there are these weird like genre bending episodes. Yeah. But Pretty Little Liars doesn't have a musical episode though. Yeah. They, they do? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. wow. Um, the, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh <laughs> there was the Owen Wilson rule coming up again like, <laughs> oh wow. Uh, I cared far more about that than I realized. <laughs> you got a drink. Um, and I I like that as a trend that it's like yeah. teenagers want. I think I mean obviously teenagers aren't the only ones watching teen dramas. It's mostly sure. me. Um, <laughs> but that 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 you want that variety and you want to see characters you love sort of doing weird different things that don't make any sense. So I'm excited because I know some spoilers for um, Riverdale season three have alluded to a new, another uh, um, musical episode for sure because they're like Carrie the musical episode is phenomenal through the roof. It's amazing. Yeah, best episode of season two by a mile. And the stakes. Excellent. <laughs> anytime I offer a hot take. The stakes couldn't be higher. You have to drink for me, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I mean, the, I, I call that Christmas episode syndrome. Where yeah. your favorite episode huh. ends up being like the Christmas episode or the Halloween episode. Where oh, I love that. The, what audience member doesn't enjoy that little sense of like, oh, this, is, this episode is different yeah. from just the standard formula. Like I, I don't Oh, my God. The Full House one where they're in the airport. It's so good. Yeah. And it's, it, well, no, but, but to your point, like, I think what's interesting is you mentioned Buffy is maybe the reference point, but part of why TV is so good now is it's being made by people who grew up with television. Yeah. Like, we actually learned to love these tropes. Yeah. I really like Maniac on oh, Netflix. Yeah. I, I haven't started it yet. I'm very excited about it, though. It is. Is it some talking oh, about actually, something? Oh, actually, you have to drink for me, too. Is it talking about Pete, some? I think you have to drink for me as well. Okay. Is yeah. it talking about something I haven't seen? Is it that's not that's not not my rule. Uh oh, that's pretty close. Is it uh, actually no? That I, I'm going to give it to you. No, it is. It is anytime someone talks about something someone hasn't seen yes! that we haven't all seen. Oh my god! 
Riverdale. We had to drink. Riverdale was so close. If I was only like, oh, I hadn't seen, seen, seen that half seen episode it. of Riverdale. But that was one of mine. Yep, that was it. Is it anytime I say I'm so excited? No. No. That was one of mine. Man. Yeah. Feeling good about that juice press. <laughs> Inching closer to the juice press. Only 60 more rules <laughs> to that juice press. Coming up on the juice press. Juice press. But, but that was, what, what's so interesting about Maniac, without spoiling it, is that's practically what every episode is. It's like they realize, like, hey, we're excited when a show just switches it up. Yeah, And an right. episode feels special. And they created a format through which that is easily done like you can switch it up and cohesion is still very very possible because of the story they're trying to tell right but i've been watching it with like two set i watched a lot of it on my own and watched some of it with one group of friends and then like another group of friends so i've been watching every group i've seen it with go like what the fuck what the fuck and it's fascinating i kind of makes me wonder where tv goes from here honestly because like it hits every trope so succinctly with such big talent behind it that I'm like, so do we actually move towards a place where it's like a television show for one person alone? Because this yeah. this doesn't just feel like peak TV. It feels like the peak of what TV can accomplish in terms of star power and money and and just like stylistic Jackson Pollocking of like throwing everything at the wall. You have to drink. But is it every time I say yeah? No. Is it every time she's is silent it every time for I, a minute? I interrupt. No. Okay, good, because fuck but that But it's closer, rule. closer <laughs> to the first one. Closer to the first one. Uh, Is it every time I uh, affirm? No. Fuck. But <laughs> the, well, the question that I primarily came into this podcast with, which yeah. is what is television? Because if you just think of it in terms of the medium with which you deliver the content, yeah. I don't, I watch more things through my laptop. I watch more things yeah. through my computer than I do anything else. You have to drink with... Great. Is it every time you say yeah while he's speaking? No. Huh. Every time I smile when someone says something? Every time I think Scott has a twinkle in his eye, (laughs) (laughs) he has has to drink. And I'm mostly dead inside, so that's a very rare rule. Yeah, it's true. I have to drink. Today's a special day. Actually, you have to drink for me, too. I hate to No, it's okay. She forgot to say it, so you have to drink 17 times for this, <laughs> this one rule that's been I'm unobserved. I'm the third jack of blast. Oh, you're on the third jack of blast. I'm on the third jack of blast. Oh, my God. I'm on my second. But I frankly, haven't even opened my second. I'm loving it. Dear I Captain know. You Morgan, get to go home with him. That's the that's good true. news. I, that get is. To, I need something on the bus ride home. Because <laughs> <laughs> the L isn't working. <laughs> He's just assuming we'll be fighting by the end, because yeah. that's what happens at the end of me playing games. <laughs> 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 it's gonna be one rule left that she didn't get. It's gonna be mine. <laughs> She's gonna be mad. <laughs> but if it if yeah. it is that sense of oh well, it just can't have had a theatrical release. Yeah. The majority of things now don't have theatrical releases. Totally. And, and not only that, but now the more we're getting into Netflix, F L I C K S, <laughs> the more we're ending in this place of well, what's the f- like? What's the format? Is it a six-part series? Is that a mini-series, or is yeah. that just an extended movie? Is that could we just divide it into two and make it part one and part two of a movie? Is it just how we define it? And this happened. We so we were looking at like the what was coming up this fall in totally. preparation for this podcast. And one of a lot of them actually were made for Amazon or made for Netflix movies, like yeah. two hour long features sort of things. And I was like, does that make it a TV show? And, and is it, uh, and hearing you talk, I go, well, is it th- that we take 
breaks? Is it literally the credit breaks? Because one of my favorite things that came out this year is End of the Fucking World, mm. which I'm not sure I needed the commercial breaks, like those episodic breaks. They're yeah. all 20 minutes, and if I'd seen it as a two-hour movie, I think I may have even been happier. And I say that as someone who adored it. I thought it was incredible. But you raise a really good point. Like, what does it even mean to be television? Is it something we don't sit down for... 90 minutes and just watch straight but then again you have private life that came out this week right or um what is it apostle that's coming out next week like this horror movie that yeah. fucking the guy from the raid directed oh, like yeah. and those things are just showing up on netflix like there's no tomorrow i mean your child is probably going to think your future child uh yeah who, who i've met they're very nice <laughs> oh thank is, you oh, glad to hear they they're a little full of themselves uh, but that makes um, sense the, you have to drink great <laughs> i have to drink for one of my own rules oh it's man it's for your own child um but there, <laughs> what are the odds that your kid is going to look at, at what we call a TV and say, oh, well, that's just a monitor? Yeah. And what's further is... Well, yeah, like it's a piece of technology. It has nothing to do with... Yeah. That's a, that's, well, that's just, a, that's just a giant iPad that's on the TV, or that's right. on the wall. Yeah. Because odds are we'll get to a point, and I'll hate it. I mean, if we get to a point where you can touch your TV and I've got to wash it for fingerprints... Oh, that's going to be the worst. It's going to be horrible. <laughs> it's going to be terrible. <laughs> and it's going gonna, it's gonna to make watching anything like irrefutably awful, not just for yourself, but because if you watch anything with friends, they're going to need to interact with that medium however you want, and you're going to find which of your friends wants to pause everything at uh, any given moment uh, or rewind back, and they're just going to walk up to your damn screen, like, touch it, you know, and, like, scroll <laughs> back, and it's going to be the worst. I think <laughs> that you learn how much you like people based on whether or not they want to pause things. Oh, that's so <laughs> true. <laughs> that's, my, that's my hot take. <laughs> I definitely think like some people it's like I don't you don't need to pause it and it it can be a different it can change how it can you, be fluid How you watch things with people is a huge deal breaker It's huge it's, it's massive really, it, it makes a, a lot depends on that Yeah something I've encounter, encountered recently like I, I again I had the experience of watching Maniac with a lot of different people and I felt very happy that I enjoyed watching it with every yeah. group I did I'm like these are the right people to surround myself with. Those old writers that I hang out with, where I'm the odd man out, I mean, maybe I should look at that friend group. But, you know, like, <laughs> besides that, it's, it's been going well. I We've just that. been watching Last Man Standing on a continuous loop. I mean, oh, thank yeah. God for Fox. <laughs> saving, <laughs> saving that series. Because I just, I frankly don't want Tim Allen released into the wild. <laughs> I want him, I need, I need him working on something where there are people around. Wait, didn't he get, isn't his daughter a whole new actress for this season? It is, isn't yeah. Isn't that like the big thing about Last Which Man Which is season? also apparently a thing on Fox because they did the right thing and fired Clayne Crawford, but yeah. they replaced him with Sean William Scott for yeah. Lethal Weapon. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my ear cut off is uh, is better than the first five minutes of Lethal Weapon, but that was a close second, <laughs> which literally features like the Sean William Scott character like in Iraq meeting with like his young informant boy from the Middle East, and by the end of the five minutes, that boy has died oh. in the most obvious way possible, literally with a line like "I just wanted to see you." work like the boy just wanted to see him in action oh and like sean william God. scott's character is quirky because he eats popcorn before he goes into any literally i'm not making that up he just oh. eats caramel corn <laughs> it, was, it was just like, like like they did like a coin flip on the on the character quirk they're was like it, was it a shoe shine boy <laughs> basically oh. it really guy basically is yeah it's <laughs> you have to drink and you also. Oh great! Oh. It's um, yeah. Anytime I mention a shoe shine, or is it anytime <laughs> I mention Stifler, no. like nope. Great. No and no. 
But I think you raise a really good point. And, and the other thing it makes me think, to tie back to like, what the hell are our kids going to do, is what if this content is actually going to last? We have yeah. so much of it. And I was saying on, I guess what I'll now call my sister podcast, like I rediscovered a band very accidentally from six years ago. I loved this band. This was like one of those bands whose album I had on repeat. I had completely forgotten they existed. And it was through an iTunes suggestion that I found my way back to them. And I'm oh, like, yeah. mother of God, if I'm that fallible, which of these shows am I going to forget about? Because there's so many. And how on earth, And that's, again, why I keep gravitating towards, like, is there anything I truly can't miss? Because I'm going to lose right. a lot of really good stuff because the algorithm isn't going to re-guide me to it or I'm going to forget because I'm taking there's just not enough brain space yeah to take in all this content what are the odds I mean if content continues to grow and expand and yeah. become as numerous as it is yeah what are the odds that your child the next generation is even going to be able to have time to take recommendations of the things that you think they should see oh my god right. for sure in addition to the things that they already have on their plate of well this is just the new stuff that I enjoy yeah. watching it's very topical to the time that I live in yeah slim to nil yeah, you, you have to drink. Uh, Great, fantastic. You also have to drink Great. for me, and Pete, you also have to drink. This is the best series of rolls that have ever happened. <laughs> Good lord, y'all! We came to play. I'm just uh, gonna open the second Jack of Blast. <laughs> I will say that drinking games are very important to me. I think they're very fun. Pete and I, early when we were dating, um, <laughs> we decided we'd never seen each other really drunk, and so we decided to get really drunk. And the only way we could do that was by playing a in a safe adult in a safe <laughs> was to do that watching aliens 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 uh, james cameron's aliens oh my god yes <laughs> with this drinking game that all i remember from it was that you have to take a shot every time a soldier dies yes and you have to uh take a sip of beer every time somebody says newt or ripley and there's a particularly um long part of the film that is when everybody dies and when Newt and Spoilers. Ripley are separated. <laughs> it's been out for 30 years. Yeah, yeah. I'm watching it tonight. Is it spoiled at this, <laughs> at this time? Um, but Newt and Ripley are separated and trying to get to each other. So yeah. While Marines are dying. So they're constantly screaming, Newt, Ripley, Newt, Ripley. <laughs> and people are dying. And I've never been drunker in my life. It makes me think of the drinking game that bonded a friend of the podcast, Robert Thompson, a.k.a. Robert Eli, to me, which he introduced to me, which was a drinking game to Rusted Roots On My Way, where you have to drink every time they say On My Way. That's incredible. And there's that section in the middle where it's just echoing back and forth among the singers, and I was like 19, and I don't remember anything (laughs) after that game. I just, it was three minutes, and I lost the whole night. It's... (sighs) Wait, are you saying you've been blackout drunk before? I've had a beer. I've had a thousand, be- maybe 20,000 beers. Boys like beer. Boys like beer. Girls like beer. I like beer. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Put me on the Supreme Court. Just look at my calendars. My creepy calendars. With squee. Tobin. Uh, Tobin. Tobin and squee. Oh, uh, the, the dudes who form a radical punk rock band called Tobin and Squee 20 <laughs> years from now, I do salute you in advance. I salute you in the future. I, just, I salute my future children. I hope that's what they do. <laughs> they don't have time for my culture recommendations, no. but they do have time to form a synthesized punk band because guitars are going to be gone at that point, too. Like, let's be real. But to get back to Fall TV. Yes, please. Fall TV, I think, is going to stop being a thing. 
because I think so. We're out of networks leading the way on a lot of things. So yeah. it starts, I don't think so. Well, network TV marshaled things out, scheduled things very specifically. I'm not trying to create conflict because I what am you want. though. No, I am <laughs> saying I don't think so. Come at me hard, bro. No, <laughs> give me Girl, the give me the yeast. I'm a coming. <laughs> I mean, but truly, like, I wonder. It's fine. I agree with both of you, which is totally the, the mode I tend to strike in. But, like, I think the idea of fall TV may actually stop being a thing insofar as we may need, not need the same volume of new shows. Like, the thing that I think is truly going to shift is, like, we have literally 100 shows premiering. In the, the pa- like, September through October, every fucking thing is coming out. I wonder if that will slow down. We don't need to do it in September, October anymore. Because the networks not only not need to lead the way... But now stuff comes out in July that you want to give a shit about. That's not just reality television. Yeah. Or January. That was end of the fucking world. And I'm still right. flying that flag very high. But there was also Vanderpump Rules, which was really important earlier this year. Yeah. Uh, I, I, one of my classmates, the one I mentioned earlier from Arkansas, was a character on Vanderpump Rules. Wait. Laura, Laura Lee. Lee. Put me in touch with her. I I've will. I will. Laura Lee listens to this podcast. So, oh, Laura Lee, what's up? We're God. going on a road trip next Saturday. So, <laughs> yeah. No way, really? Really. Laura Lee, hi. <laughs> <laughs> this is Claire. I would love to meet you. Oh, we're gonna, she's come to Ten Bone shows. No. Yes. She came to Back to the Future at the pit. Oh, my God. Yeah, sat in the front row and everything. That is hilarious. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah, she's from, I remember her being from Arkansas. Yeah. Clara's also from Arkansas. I'm going to die. I've I've never seen Vanderpump. My world just got so small that that my brain hurts. Well, I know what I'm doing after the podcast, which is making this happen. Yes, please. Absolutely. Um, Here's why I think it will always be a thing, though. Great. Uh, You have to drink. Awesome. I think you're fine. Um, That's the (laughs) nicest thing my wife has ever said to me. Not since our wedding day. <laughs> Those what were my vows. Those I think you're fine. I, I think was at that fine. wedding. I can confirm that was <laughs> it. <laughs> um, but I think it will always be a thing, and here's why. There's a book that came out a couple of years ago, and I don't remember what it's called, but it's like, Why the Pumpkin? And it's about like the phenomenon of pumpkin spice and like what, where it comes That's from. so fitting for this episode. I know. I know. And it's, it's all about uh, the pumpkin itself and how the pumpkin... Yeah is a an American-based fruit that okay. can grow year-round, yeah. but we only grow it in the fall. And so, like, it it's perfect. It perfectly encapsulates the need for nostalgia, mm. and that's why people love it, because it means this certain time of year, and people can... And it means only this time of year. Like, you can walk away yeah. from it, it come January. Um, you can walk away. Just walk away. Like, <laughs> Done with pumpkin You didn't spice. even know you were that basic a bitch. Yeah. You can just walk away from it. We don't have to talk about the things you did or <laughs> yeah. what you bought. We know. Yeah. We know you went apple What picking. happens in fall stays in fall. Yeah. But I think that fall TV, similarly, because it's built a brand as, um, as like this time of year, all these yeah. shows come out and people can, you can stay home and be cozy in a blanket and watch, binge watch your TV. I think that's th- a really good point that it does tie into nostalgia. Climate change will change that. Uh, well, <laughs> yes, but we'll wait just till we get to my year cut off. It's <laughs> not, it's not removed from we'll that. Just move north. <laughs> just keep, keep moving north. Wrap yourself up in a blanket on this balmy, balmy November night. I don't know. I think, it, I think it'll still be, I really, 
think it's part of fall and in that it will stick around. Well, and, and, and I guess to the, the point that we sort of got on earlier, if our generations do grow up with shows coming out now, maybe there won't be a seasonal association with it, but like the months will matter. Yeah. Like whatever else, like sports continues to debut in September, October, we get football back, we get basketball back. I don't think of those being fall things. Does basketball come back in the fall? It sure does. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, October. October is basketball month. Huh. We're doing a basketball episode this month. So, oh, amazing. Yeah, I'm super excited. I, uh, I'm going to alienate half my listener base with it, but I'm super excited. I if you haven't so. seen it, go see the basketball. <laughs> no, I was Best program ever. Again, as you can tell based on what I just said, I don't watch basketball, but I <laughs> but I did enjoy the other basketball episode. I'm, so I, I think it's for all it's for all comers. I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled to hear and actually I'll I'll tie it to my to my can't miss um cuz I think it would be one of my can't misses for the year. There's a book. Sam Anderson wrote this book. It's called Boomtown. And Boomtown is a book about the Oklahoma City Thunder Mm -hmm. and the season that made and broke them simultaneously and the entire civic history of Oklahoma City and how the basketball team actually winds up being an encapsulation of what makes, made, and will continue to make Oklahoma City, Oklahoma City. Oh, I love that. it's, It's incredible. Like, that's thesis number one, and thesis number two is... Small cities are microcosms for big American questions. Yeah. And the, it unfolds both of those theses with burning clarity. And the reason it was a can't miss for me is it doesn't matter what you love or where you live. You can look at that book and find yourself in it. Mm-hmm. And it will prepare you for any discussion we're going to have in this country. And also, it's just entertaining as shit. I had no idea that Oklahoma City signed up to be a testing ground for supersonic flight. Oh, really? Yeah, the the mayor was so desperate to get some funneling of money into the city that they were like, you can fly over our city with these untested supersonic jets for a year so long as you become a hub for supersonic flight the second the testing's done. They made this deal with Boeing. And so suddenly, like, people's windows were shattering open randomly. Like, schools were shutting down because of supersonic flight like passing by and they thought there was an emergency like it straight up wrecked this city for a year and then talk about weird oklahoma city stole the seattle supersonics from seattle to become the oklahoma city thunder because they were like we have an organic reason (laughs) yeah this should be (laughs) yeah literally like it just it rolls so deep it's an unbelievable book it's so good that's you both have to drink. Great. Excellent. Is it whenever we we just get caught up in each other's stories? Oh, no. Yeah. <sighs> that would be a very legitimate role. I, I, I wish I'd thought of it. Is it whenever I'm unabashedly positive? No. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You're great. Hey, thanks. I love you. <laughs> You're my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> you have to do oh. <laughs> I do a, is it whenever I do a voice? No. A weird voice? No. No. Whenever oh. I'm horribly sincere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a top ten thing that's ever uh, happened good. on this podcast. It's <laughs> good. Is it when I make an effeminate gesture? <laughs> is it a visual rule? Are, are we back on the visual rules? No, none of mine are visual. I would have had, to, had a lot of drinks. Mine are mostly <laughs> emotional. <actually. laughs> 
Well, speaking of emotions, I think that's a pretty good place to transition into our last segment, to move from celebratory and exploratory into the emotion of, oh, fuck this. It's time for your cutoff. Mm. Here we go, guys! something to task and end its tab maybe permanently depending on what it is maybe it's whatever that thing my robotic pancreas has started to act what is wow that's amazing that's intense i don't know what's happening right now but it's great lol oh you have to drink um perfect we have 13 minutes left here in this building (laughs) <laughs> for your cutoff, I opened my last Jacko Blast. Um, thank you for keeping pace with me, guys. I really appreciate it. Uh, that's what we're here for. And um, I guess, since I'm speaking already, I'm, I'll get it started. Because I mentioned climate change earlier is something that was going to uh, tie into my year cutoff. So my year cutoff is volcanoes. <laughs> I'm fucking done with volcanoes. Yeah, fuck them. Fuck them. Like, who the fuck? Who... Right, here's here's the fucking thing about volcanoes. Oh, I don't I love volcanoes. Do you love volcanoes? I adore them. Do you really? Tell me what you love about volcanoes. He's just here for the conflict. First <laughs> off, they they're it's all about venting. It's all about letting some steam off. Excellent points. Yeah. It's about letting go. <laughs> and, and can you imagine and like you're thinking when you say volcano, I, I immediately feel like a lot of listeners are going to be like, "Oh yeah, well above ground where they're where they're just destroying everything." I just I beg you to think of an underwater volcano that is just, How dare you. That is just, uh, just creating a little bit of extra land, a little <laughs> just jettisoning a little bit. It's softly, quietly, powerful, insistent, and yet soft. In a weird way, part of the ocean cleanup project. Yeah. Like, and I apologize. I apologize for interrupting. Scott, please continue to uh, to to attack these unabashed <laughs> vents for the core of our planet. Well, like it's, I, it's actually one specific volcano I'm attacking <laughs> as I think about it. You have to drink. <laughs> I really think it's the effeminate gesture. <laughs> no, that's just who you are. I wouldn't make a drink for that. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Yellowstone volcano. I don't know if you guys heard about this. Oh no! Apparently, my the... brother's in Yellowstone currently. Oh, is, is he in danger? <laughs> I apologize for giving you this factoid. Apparently, the Yellowstone volcano erupts every six hundred thousand years, and it's a borderline world ender. So we have hit the six hundred thousand year point. Holy NASA is literally looking into shit. how to stop this from happening. Oh. That was a bit of news that broke today on my commute into the city today. And I just thought, like, an orange ball of rage mm-hmm. and lava personified as a person is already fucking a lot of things up on a slow burn. Mm-hmm. If this volcano is going to sit and wait and just do that anyway, get it done. Don't drag it out. Like, like it's it, like yeah. if I have to endure all this just to be wrecked by a fucking volcano, I will take the fucking volcano right now. Don't tease me. Do I have to don't, drink? Don't do that. Good. 
Because <laughs> <laughs> it is no, maybe. I, I mean, you you just actually saw, I I came in here with like ready to burn volcanoes, and now I'm like, no, they're really great. <laughs> I haven't heard your case. <laughs> what I was gonna yeah, say. N- hashtag not all volcanoes. Oh, <laughs> nope, 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 nope. Well, now I found the first on the rails T-shirt. It's just hashtag not all volcanoes with our logo on the back. You have to. Uh, oh, excellent. Um, but I was thinking like the best thing volcanoes had ever given me was Dante's Peak, and now this volcano is just gonna come through and kill Pierce Brosnan and IRL, and I don't know. What's the one with Tommy Lee Jones? Volcano. volcano. Yeah. There was that time. And Gabby Hoffman and Gabby Hoffman. And, and whoever plays the grand. Oh no, she's in Volcano, right? Good grandmother's Dante's Peak. Yes. Yeah. And then Anne Haish? Yes, Anne Haish. Is in Volcano? Volcano. Linda, Linda, Linda Hamilton. Hamilton is in Dante's, Dante's Peak. Right, right, right. There was that great time in Hollywood where everyone was making the same disaster movie oh, at yeah. the same time. Like Deep where, Impact and Armageddon. Armageddon. And Armageddon, that's Armageddon, the one. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one. And really, they were like, do you want the philosophical, thoughtful version of yeah. Bruce Willis trying to destroy an asteroid? Or like the action. Or the action one. <laughs> and there was the, oh, what was it? Mission to Mars. Yes. And then, then Red, Planet. Red Planet. Val Kilmer. Yes. Oh, yeah. You remember Red Planet when you would rent it at uh, the Blockbuster video? It had like the round top. Yeah. Uh, you remember that? I don't remember It was like, that. it would be, a, there, there was like a round uh, Red Planet at the top of the screen. Turn off your phone. <laughs> well, listen, volcanoes, you're great, uh, as Pete proved, and you're also cut off, because I backed myself into a corner. So that's my you're cut off. I think you can be great and also cut off. That's fair. Any good bartender knows to compliment you while also <laughs> stopping, stopping the flow you. of alcohol. It's called Ben Affleck syndrome. Yeah. You're like, you were awesome. Oh, we were talking about Armageddon. He opened up about his problem. <laughs> He's trying to own it. Don't defend him. Oh. Don't defend him. He's gone, girl. It's a disease. <laughs> He's gone, girl. Oh, that's good. You have to drink. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, my cutoff. Okay. Yeah. So here's the thing. Yeah, we were gonna do originally. I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do this quick. Yeah, we were sure. originally going to do a can't miss thing yes. back when we were gonna do this podcast in 1996. Yes, and <laughs> what a year to be alive. And I was going to I was going to say can't miss, even though I'm not a big fan of it. Of mm-hmm. Fortnite, as a, totally as a video game, it is culturally you impactful. You can't miss it. You can't. It's everywhere. It's absolutely everywhere. Yeah, and which is funny because Pete told me that he was gonna try to play it for this podcast. For this podcast, and I was like, I've never heard of that, and then. You both have to drink, by the way. Great. Is it when I interrupt you? No. Um, <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then it popped up everywhere. Like there was a skit on SNL about Fortnite. Yeah, this, just last o- week to open ago. this season. Yeah. yeah. And and I was just like, oh, we all knew about this. Well, it is huge. It is every like. But I mean, that's how uh, they, you know, things become intrinsic in society yeah. in that way. Where I'm like the last there, but I get there. <laughs> Not for everything. Well, <laughs> Fortnite is very specific to people who are younger than us. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. It, and you can play it on your phone. It's not. It's not even a console exclusively. A console thing. Which I only found out recently. I assumed it was just a console thing. That's oh, how no. I played it. No. People are playing it. I have a friend who is uh, an English teacher. Yeah. I spent the night before my wedding uh, in a hotel room with him. Um, <laughs> that is a separate story. For, Actually true. For a, for a different spinoff podcast. 
Uh, we'll see. Uh, it might make it into your television yeah, show. Into my just the one that you watch. Show, Nights Alone with High School English Teacher. You just gotten frighteningly close to the microphone. Hello, hello Mr. Rasman. Hello. Um, but... But uh, he's having problems in his class because yeah. kids are the kids are playing their on their oh phones. God, it's, and it's it's not just him. I mean, it's it's yeah. high schools everywhere. It's it's because one, it's a quick game. So fast. If you're not gonna, unless you're the last person alive, unless you're yeah. one of the last three or four or five, and you're really competing, you know, you can get in and you can get out pretty quick. Or you're me who hides. Well, I just hide. It's the only <laughs> way I've been able to survive has been to just go and find somewhere nobody I is hide. and just crouch in a bush with a with a low level gun and. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's all I do. But I, I am not good at this game. No. I am not in the slightest good at this game. I don't understand why I am also building like stairs and oh, walls. Fucking fort. I get that it's part of the title, but I don't want to. Seems to be not like part of your original intention, and then the thing you stole from. Oh wait, you're supposed to build a fort. It really yes. helps you survive. Oh, the things that... you store from PUBG, where, yeah. where it is all about like pub, public battlegrounds, uh, player unknown. But it, but. Um. But there is there's there is like a very it's it's one of those things that I feel like I, I can just say this if you haven't played it just it's for free it's free yeah. download it play it once my biggest issue and the reason I'm saying you're cut off is not because I suck at it not because I am really <laughs> genuinely bad at this game but or is it or, but because it is in early access it is not even out yet. It is everywhere, and it is not even officially released as a video game. Oh, my God. Is that true? Yes. Yeah, I'm realizing that's true in the moment. All like, of yeah. the money that they are reaping, and they are getting money from this because you can buy skins, and you can pay to be part of their other pub, like beta and get of, early of, access, of another yeah, version. new versions, yeah. But like, it, it, they have not even officially... They are raking in the money. They are more popular than any video game, and they are not officially yet Holy done. Holy hell. And that model as a video game is... One, I feel like just like really sh- shitty yeah. to, to players. It's a which, dick move. Yeah, which is a yeah. thing of like, well, no, pay us. And I was like, well, what are you, what, what's the game? And it's like, yeah, I mean, we're gonna figure it out as we go. And if you want a little bit, want a little bit more game, you can pay a little bit more. It blurs the model of here's my money, yeah. here's your game, we're done. It becomes more that sense. It, it starts to put games on a subscription model, which yeah. I I am not a fan of. Some people are. You can yeah. play an MMO, and it can be a subscription thing. But I personally enjoy it if I just you know. That's my game. And can you imagine if we got an open world game where you hit a new world and they're like, uh, another five You've bucks, please. Pay for it. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's, and, and we're absolutely, here's the thing. I'm, again, this is, becomes an old man rant because that's absolutely where we're headed. Yep. But that's my, my main thing in terms of Fortnite, your cutoff is really just, you know, release your game. And then if you want to release updates to your game and additional maps to your game, by all means, do that. That's basically what you're doing now. Yeah. But the the early access, give us your money, and we don't really have a game for yeah. you, but we're going to continue to kind of build and say that it's early access. Yeah. Nobody can review it. Nobody can really put a thing on it and say, like, right. oh, well, that bug is there. Like, well, of course there's bugs. You know, it's early access. <laughs> Screw you. Release your game. I love that your old man rant was about... <laughs> what, all the, what all the kids are playing? <laughs> all, all the subscription <laughs> models. That was good. Uh, you have to drink. Excellent. Um, oh. 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 I don't have to guess his. Anytime I'm silent it's for a, three it's minutes. It's a group rule. It's a group rule. Um, my, I. Has I, to do with, yeah. It does have to do with, yeah. Me saying yeah? Is it saying. Two yeah. people say yeah in succession? No. Damn. Close though. Yeah, in the middle of. Uh, Part of it. In the. Uh, so, like, if somebody's talking and I say yeah three times? Holy shit. 
shit. It's the yeah, yeah, yeah rule. <laughs> but Karen, oh my gosh. The classic yeah, yeah, yeah rule. Well, you know, I say everything in threes. Oh. That has been the rule that has dominated. Oh, that has owned us. <laughs> yeah. This in retrospect, yeah. Wow. Good Lord. Oh, wow. Y'all playing at home are screwed. That's good. It is gracious. everywhere. It litters this entire podcast. Yeah, because yeah. I say everything in threes. And we, you're, first off, you're all very agreeable. And <laughs> at, well, that's at, at no point was someone saying anything and someone just kind of like, no, 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 no. I'm trying to get some conflict. It's the heart of all drama. <laughs> Uh, for my year cut off, yes, I was please. very conflicted. Sure. I had a lot of, a lot of things. One was like, uh, people thinking that my dog is angry or thinking their you dog is scared. Referencing squash. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was obvious, but it's the first time it's happened, which actually blo- I can't believe. almost two hours in. I can't believe I made it. It was far. squash or my dog. It oh. was either time either of our dogs get referenced. Well, when you're do- when you talked about your dog, I was like, Belka. Yeah. In the cold, during the cold open, it may make it in. Man, um, mine is mine is men making jokes about hashtag Me Too. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that's my ear cut off. Just don't. <laughs> it's, it's, don't. And it, I did it, and I did it. It's not funny. And now I'm gonna. Now I'm gonna be. No, I don't think you did. Did you? Hashtag not all volcanoes. But oh. that's not me too. That, that's that's not all men. Which yeah. I think not all men deserves to be made fun of. And, yeah. and, and that's a joke at the expense of not all men yes. as opposed to me too. So I, yeah, yeah. I can appreciate it. Um, they're, they're she has to. Legally, she has to accept <laughs> it. <laughs> that's, it, the, the, that's the I think you're fine contract that they signed. It's the marriage. Legally, the government says that you joke have to. is 50% mine. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> That's the best prenup I've ever heard. Like all the jokes are split halfway yeah. from this moment Legally, on. Fifty percent. <laughs> um, no, it's more like it's more like anything happening to a woman and a man being like hashtag me too. It's like no, stop, no, that's not what it's about. <laughs> uh, I take that off the table. You are cut off. Yeah, that's a great. That's an easy, great. You're cut off. Yeah, I it's think completely agree. I think we can all agree. If there's one thing we can do moving forward, is men maybe not make me too jokes. Also, yeah. not sexually assault people, but like oh n- n- the next thing. Yeah. Oh my god, one of step at a time. Yeah, we'll Scott. start with the me too jokes, and then yeah. we'll go from there. And then see what you can do, because yeah. you're only men. Because we're only men, <laughs> and we're only people who have created rules for this podcast. Which, guys, we've almost hit time, so it's time to reveal these rules that did not get revealed already. I'm and then so plug whatever we got going drunk on. This, time. this is. I really feel bad for this birthday party. This I is. I thought I was gonna be fine, and then I drank three Jacko blasts. <laughs> I, Who knows? This Who knows podcast is a day next. ruiner, and that's <laughs> what I try to give to my friends that I bring on the show. Um, so here were the ones of mine that didn't get addressed. God damn it! I didn't win the goddamn card. <laughs> you, I, oh, you guys are coming back on if you want, oh. unless this is the last episode because you killed the podcast. In which case, we, we went out with a blaze of glory. Say goodbye, everyone. <laughs> Sorry on the it's rails. Been a good ride. So it was a rule that uh, in our Ten Bones tree, I called lower those expectations. Anytime a guest is self-deprecating about themselves or the podcast itself, oh, they have good. to take a drink. I so, don't think I ever did that. No, we, you did it. I did a it a lot. I did it a little bit. And you did a little bit. bit. <laughs> and then that was why I kept having to drink. You I guys, enabled you myself. Have, you have to learn to love yourself. Watch Queer Eye. Yeah. 
And then every other one of my rules got got established, which was uh, the dogs getting mentioned, 10 most adjacent people, or something that someone hasn't seen. So those were mine. Oh, my God. I got so close. You got so close. What are yours? Uh, mine were uh, the yeah, yeah, yeah rule, and mm. the if you drink without having to drink. Yeah. That was another one. That's and great. then my rule for Scott was when, and I didn't enforce it as much as I should have, <laughs> but it was whenever you start speaking and you start, and again, I'm a voice and speech teacher, Whenever you start with an open vowel ex- ah! exclamation oh of, of emotion, like in in a way of "Oh my god" or "Oh man," that's so good. Those 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 require rude. a drink. That uh, is a rude oh. rule. And then and then my rule for you, which never got enforced. Genuinely, I never used it because I I don't know you as well as I think I do. <laughs> uh, legally, yeah, legally. <laughs> which was I which was whenever you say that's interesting. I was looking for you to oh, say that's that's what in- you say. Well, that I say it because you say it is wow. the thing. And the and frankly it's something you say in casual conversation but that she doesn't say in a podcast because <laughs> according to Lisa Marshall you should avoid any what she calls verbal viruses mm. that would cause your podcast listeners to fall into a pattern or a rhythm. <laughs> Lisa Marshall's going to own my podcast. I swear. I mean, if we all just followed the rules for better communication and better <laughs> podcasting, uh, I'm, not, I'm not 100% sure that I've gotten her name correct. So if you Google that. <laughs> her name's like Nancy Williams. <laughs> like, oh, shit. Agnes Winchester's <laughs> Rules for Podcasting. Oh, okay. Here are mine. These are... Excellent. For Pete, they all have um, kitschy titles. <laughs> so for Pete... <laughs> For Pete, they are uh, no meaning yes from Clue, in which Pete agrees by disagreeing, uh, uh, which you never did. Yeah, um, I'll do it now. And then, <laughs> and then number two was Bond, how British am I? Uh, which is super ego, uh, in which Pete geeks out about British game shows, which never came I up. Did, I didn't do it. They're really good. The Great British Baking Show could have easily come up. That's Literally, so close to can't All miss. we do at home is watch British if game you have, shows. If you haven't watched Taskmaster, not the American version, the British version, you you, you need to. You, you need can to also take a watch damn. the American one, but well, it's Reggie not, Watts is great. It's not the same. It's not the same. Yeah. Um, it's a remake. And uh, last was better than nothing in this cockeyed caravan, which is from Sullivan's Travels, in which Pete makes himself laugh, which happened all the time. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Good God, I am. My own biggest. <laughs> uh, and then Scott's were, excuse me, stewardess, I speak jive, in which Scott <laughs> drops some dope <laughs> slang. Oh my god. And then two, I wonder what happened to the O'Neaters, in which Scott references a musician or band I have never heard. <laughs> and then three, Grow from Love, the first wife's book, yeah. in which Scott is characteristically loving and supportive. Oh. <laughs> that's a, that's literally a perfect read on him in every facet. God, you captured him. Oh my god. Did it. Did I, it. I'm so touched by those roles. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. But she didn't even she didn't cover the whole hatred of volcanoes. Thing. No, that, that was a. I never touch. saw it coming. Never saw it coming. That was a new wrinkle. That was a new wrinkle. <laughs> oh, but this wrinkle in time is closing up. That's me getting better at segues as the program goes along. Speaking of dropping your pants, it's time for us to finish up. <laughs> so, guys, this is the part where we get to plug anything that we've got going on, either as a group or in our individual lives. Anybody got anything they wanna? 
shout out? Uh, entirely from memory, as a couple shows coming up. We will, sure do. If you want to check in with tenbones.org. Laura Lee from Vanderpump Rules, she's come. <laughs> we have an Entirely from Memory series, and there will be three more shows this year. The first one is Hocus Pocus, Entirely from Memory, and that will be going up in October. I'm so excited. And it will be at Videology in Brooklyn. And then in November at The Pit, the People's Improv Theater, we will be doing Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone entirely from memory, if you would like to join us for that. And then in December, our our favorite, our, our year-ender, our, for the sixth time? Yeah. Sixth time. For the sixth time, or as wow. the Brits say, the sixth, s- the sixth time. On <laughs> Taskmaster. You have to drink. Oh. <laughs> Did I laugh? <laughs> oh, no, I referenced the British thing. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Uh, we'll be doing just... Christmas Carol, yeah, entirely from memory, which is our absolute favorite show yeah. to do every year, and Scott will be there, and I will be there, and Claire will be there, and we will all probably be inebriated and very, very, very open, vulnerable, and giving of our love, if you'd like to join us for that. And Pete won't be wearing yeah. pants. I, as, as I usually don't. <laughs> never, never. And, and truly, it doesn't matter what I've done in any given year, guys. This is my favorite thing I do every year, so truly... Please, please come out. It's a good time of year. Check in with tenbones.org or the Entirely From Memory account on Instagram or, or Twitter to follow us on that. Yeah. yeah. We social need. We do. I, I mean, all of those are also mine. Legally, half. <laughs> Legally, <laughs> at least 50% are mine. I, I already plugged the other podcast. Please, please, please check that out. And just really, please come back to this podcast. We're going to go strong for the next few months and beyond. Happy to have taken that break, but really happy to be back and be bringing you new episodes with everyone from John Hill, potentially, looking yes. like, to Andy Schneeflock, yes. to hopefully Sam Anderson, and my yeah. boy Mike Carlson might come on, too, so we're going to see what happens. Alleged pedophile Andy Schneeflock. <laughs> <laughs> That's not okay. <laughs> Sorry, no. Andy, we're drunk. No, we're he, drunk. No, he has to come on to defend his honor. No, now you. No, he needs to come on. No, a, there are questions that need to be answered. We, we have a history on this podcast of setting up other guests. It, I mean, Jesse and Chrissy named Eric Gildy an alleged serial killer on oh, yeah. an episode, and Eric but, had to come defend his honor. But he killed several young women. So. <laughs> to be fair. So there's that. Andy, <laughs> Andy occupies a much grayer area. <laughs> and, and I look forward to hearing his defenses. Oh, man. Andy, I hope I can get you on next week because the continuity <laughs> would be lit. With that, guys, we are about to close this one down. Follow us at On The Rails Pod, Twitter, Instagram. Follow Ten Bones and Entirely From Memory. Thank you to Pete and Claire so much for being here. This went beyond my wildest expectations. I could not lower these expectations to save my life. (laughs) And we will see you very, very soon. Thank you for riding the rails with us. We out. We love you, Finland. Yeah, Finland! Saying lately life's been tearing you apart